Hey everybody, this is a re-release of one of our favorite episodes in preparation for next week's episode called Elsa Gate, which is definitely the weirdest episode in the history of our show. We'll tell you all about the uncovering of thousands of Uncanny Valley-esque, hauntingly inappropriate videos discovered on YouTube Kids back in 2017. We'll explore this shocking revelation, which is either a mass conspiracy to hypnotically groom children or the result of an algorithm gone frighteningly rogue. This episode, The Mandela Effect, explores another bizarre moment in internet history, a mysterious phenomenon in which large numbers of people remember an event or cultural detail differently than it really was. From the spelling of the Bernstein Bears to the funeral procession of Nelson Mandela, people have explored these cognitive discrepancies through the lens of both mass psychology and, of course, the multiverse theory in which reality split and thus scores of people remember a reality they once unknowingly inhabited. So please enjoy this episode and then buckle up for an American Hysteria family vacation next week into the deepest part of the uncanny valley, the dark underbelly of YouTube kids, the Elsagate hellscape. On these mini-episodes, we'll be exploring the strangest viral phenomena of the World Wide Web. I'm your host, Chelsea Weber-Smith, and this is American Hysteria. It's not. No, it is not. No. No. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. That's a lie. Tell me that's not true, because it is. I've seen the movie. Think back to the 90s for a second. You remember that ridiculous knockoff kids genie movie that came after Shaquille O'Neal's movie Kazam? You know, Shazam, starring stand-up comedian and pivotal 90s staple Sinbad? Well, what if I told you it never existed, like at all? If you're like me, you might literally be able to see Sinbad on the cover of the VHS, arms crossed in typical genie fashion, that wild-eyed smile of his. And now, remember the Berenstein Bears, that folksy foursome family of bears that taught us wholesome and slightly religious lessons as kids? How do you remember Berenstein being spelled? Do you remember it being spelled with a S-T-E-I-N? What if I told you you were dead wrong and that it was actually spelled S-T-A-I-N? Berenstain. It's outrageous. How about this one? Did Curious George have a tail? Of course he did. Wrong. He did not have a tail. You remember that amazing portrait of Henry VIII eating a turkey leg? Nope. Not real. Never existed. Did the Monopoly man have a monocle? Of course that rich son of a bitch did. No, he didn't. He did not have a monocle. Feel like you're losing it? I know. Other examples include Jiffy Peanut Butter, which in fact has never been called Jiffy, but just Jiff. Darth Vader does not in fact say, Luke, I am your father. Instead, he actually says, No, I am your father. Did Forrest Gump really say, 
Laugh is like a box of chocolates. No, he said life was like a box of chocolates. And the witch from Snow White never actually says mirror, mirror on the wall. She says magic mirror on the wall. Many people vividly remember Leonardo DiCaprio winning an Oscar much earlier than he actually did. Others certainly remember that there were once 52 states instead of the 50 that there actually are. And if none of these examples are freaking you out, there are a ton more, and I encourage you to go and look them up because I bet there's at least one that will boggle your mind. There's got to be something he forgot here. Something real we can remember her by. We have our memories. They're real. No one can take that from us. Our culture, our society, our very sense of self relies so heavily on a faith in our memories as perfectly accurate. Our pasts help us understand who we have been, what we've done, the experiences we've had, and this all shapes our personality in the present. But what if our memories aren't as reliable as we think? What if we can recall vividly things that never actually happened? And what if that can extend out into an entire culture, a whole group collectively remembering something wrong? But there are those that say no, it's not our memories that are the problem, it's reality itself. Coined the Mandela Effect, and often referred to as a glitch in the matrix, this idea of the alternate timeline theory was created by veteran paranormal researcher Fiona Broom. Its name refers to the phenomenon of a large group of people who all have vivid memories of Nelson Mandela dying while he was in prison, and also remember watching his funeral procession after, with many sharing similar detailed memories to the events that actually never happened. But to Fiona, it wasn't that they never happened, it was that they happened in a different dimension, one that we were no longer in. You ever notice how finding time and energy to do the most basic human necessity, eat literal food, has become just another exhausting task jammed into our increasingly inhuman schedules? Well, your spring can be a little more stress-free with Factor. Factor will provide you with delicious, never-frozen, ready-to-eat gourmet meals that are chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to eat in just two minutes. Each week, you get to choose from a menu of 35 options to create your perfect breakfast, lunch, or dinner with absolutely no prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. And Factor makes sure you get exactly what you want. You can tailor deliveries to your schedule and customize how many meals you want each and every week, and you can pause anytime. So just head to factormeals.com slash American Hysteria 50 and use code American and Hysteria 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code American Hysteria 50 at factormeals.com slash American Hysteria 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Check out Factor today. It wasn't until 2011 when a user named CDP posted a long tongue-in-cheek rant about his certainty of the alternate spelling of Berenstein that the new theory began to really take off. The post reads, 
My theory is this. At some point between the years 1986 and 2011, someone traveled back in time and inadvertently altered the timeline of human history so that the Berenstain Bears somehow became the Berenstain Bears. This is why everyone remembers the name incorrectly. It was Berenstain when we were kids, but at some point when we weren't paying attention, someone went back in time and rippled our life experience ever so slightly. Me being incorrect is unpossible. He goes on to accuse his wife, a naysayer who is annoyed by his theories and remembers just as clearly as he does that Baron Stain was in fact spelled with an A. He accuses her of being that very time traveler who is changing his childhood one memory at a time. The post may have been a joke, but not everyone took it that way. On August 23, 2011, a blog called The Wood Between the World published a post called The Berenstain Bears, We Are All Living in Our Own Parallel Universe, that attempted to explain, with actual physics and graphs and math and everything, the Mandela Effect's reality, the reality that we are not misremembering, but that we are living in a new timeline. Here's a little excerpt. I propose that the Steen and Stain universes are actually just different hexadectants of the same universe. In the Steen universe, all three spatial dimensions are real and time is imaginary. In the Stain universe, all three spatial dimensions are imaginary and time is real. If you know what that means, well, a gold star for you. Of course, everyone from the government and the Illuminati to witchcraft and Satan has been blamed for changing our history, and the Mandela Effect has even made its way into religious sermons, as there are examples of Bible quotes being misremembered as well. For example, the Bible never says the line, the lion will lay down with the lamb. But the subtle changing of our history could be the devil's tool to further control our minds. Scientists and psychologists, however, offer a different explanation. When we attempt to recall an event, the brain fills in memory gaps by adding fabricated material to the event to basically fill it out. Sometimes it's called confabulation, and unlike lying, it's not conscious deception. The remembered details make the person feel completely confident that the memory is completely true. But one of the leading theories about memory is that it's constructive rather than reproductive. What does that mean? The brain actually builds memories out of bits of information in the moment. Memories aren't sitting there like VHS tapes on a shelf. Each time you're not remembering a pure memory, you're remembering the last time you remembered the memory. Our memories are impacted by tons of other things too, like our implicit bias, our imagination, and even peer pressure, like people telling us that something happened and leading us to remember. As in the case of the satanic ritual abuse hysteria that happened in the 1980s, which we covered in our two-part series on satanic panic. Therapists accidentally planted horrific memories of satanic cult abuse in scores of children and adults across the nation. I have this vivid memory of the woods behind my neighbor kid's house where we all used to play. And there was this creepy old brown house down there and this gruff man that always wore overalls who lived in it. One afternoon when I was probably seven years old, he came out and told us to get off his property, holding a long rifle. I remember running while he shot at us, actual bullets. I remember one of them striking a tree. I remember the bark flying by my face. We told that story for years to come. Did it happen? Of course it didn't. My friends just told me that it did again and again, the wild storytellers that they were. 
Our parents would remember if a man had tried to kill us with a rifle right behind their houses. And yet, the memory is so real. Maybe more real than anything else I remember from that time. Let's focus on Shazam for a second and try to figure out how so many of us could have constructed this memory. Shazam was a Hanna-Barbera cartoon from the 1960s featuring a genie, and additionally, Sinbad appeared in a genie costume during a 1994 television presentation of the Sinbad the Sailor movies. Others remember him dressing as a genie for Got Milk posters that hung in 90s lunchrooms. These bits and pieces are pulled together in our messy brains when someone asks the leading question, the question that implies to the listener that the movie certainly existed, the question, do you remember that Shazam movie? That really helps push us into a positive recollection. This whole thing, this Mandela effect craze, got so big online that in 2017, Sinbad made an April Fool's video for College Humor, a long-lost recovered clip from Shazam. I'm going to introduce myself. I am Shazam! I'm the genie of the land. Kidnapper! Wait, wait, wait. Where are you going? I just got here. We probably mixed up the Monopoly Man and Mr. Peanut, another high-class mascot who does have a monocle. We probably remember Berenstein being spelled with an E because that's the most common spelling. We remember those movies quoted incorrectly because pop culture has misquoted them so many times and blah 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 blah. I don't believe it. I'll see you true believers one dimension over, where a heavy monocle rests on the brow of a rogue capitalist, where a brazen monkey swings from a beam by his tail where Leonardo DiCaprio took home an Oscar for his blue-hued, chattering encouragement to Rose to just live, where Sinbad was a genie for one 90s movie that beamed into rec rooms, the tracking rolling its static across his face as he grants the wishes of one lucky, blonde, bowl-cutted boy. American Hysteria is written, produced, and hosted by me, Chelsea Weber-Smith. Assistant produced by Derek Smith. Produced and edited by Clear Camo Studios. And research assisted by Riley Smith. We'll be back in two weeks with another viral phenomenon from the World Wide Web. In the meantime, follow us on social media and leave us a review if you get a chance. Have a great week knowing the past doesn't exist and nothing is real. Take care. Hey, podcast listener, do you love talking about movies, music, TV, comics, and games? Then you should be listening to The Great Pop Culture Debate, back in bigger than ever for season nine. This season, the panelists discuss the best James Bond film, the best Elton John single, the best Nickelodeon original series, the best Batman villain, and so much more. Find the show wherever you listen to podcasts or head to greatpopculturedebate.com. More than 100 topics are already available. Subscribe today.